The podcast this week is going to address difficult family relationships. And I do want to give you a little disclaimer here at the beginning. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of family relationships that are difficult because of abuse, because abuse of any kind should not be tolerated and the relationship should be ended. A hard boundary should be put into place for your own safety and emotional well-being, for your child's safety and well-being. And unfortunately, those that can harm us might be found in our own families. And sometimes it's not a really harmful relationship, but the other person is acting in a way that you wish they wouldn't. For instance, they might be rude. They might be disrespectful. They might purposefully try to offend you. They might be extremely judgmental or any other behavior that you might label as difficult. And sometimes even family relationships come to an end. And sometimes that's because it feels like it's too much to deal with and you don't have the strength for it anymore. And sometimes the other person might end the relationship because they don't agree with the decisions that you're making or the way that you want to live your life. And sometimes they just don't know what to say to you in those situations. So this podcast will address difficult family relationships, not abusive ones. And I'm going to address the difficult relationships and give you some ideas of how to handle those. When you have a child that leaves the LDS church, you're taking a parenting detour. Have you ended up in a place you never thought you would be? When life takes you on a different path and it seems like everything has gone wrong, it's your opportunity to learn to show up differently and to learn to love in a whole new way. No matter why your child has left the church, you're in the right place to learn how to parent through the detour with me, LDS Life Coach Tina Gosney. Buckle up, let's go on this ride together. Hey, welcome back to Parenting Through the Detour. So I got to give you a little heads up on this one. I live in the Northwest and there's a lot of smoke in our area right now. And it's also harvesting season. And I live around a lot of farmland and a lot of crops. And so I've got some allergies going on. So if you hear a little bit of um, congestion in my voice, it's because I do have congestion in my voice. So my apologies if if I'm sounding a little strange today, but that's what's going on in my area. And we're just going to go with it. So this episode is episode 11, how to deal with difficult people, part two, And I'm going to talk about family relationships today because so often our most difficult relationships are our family relationships. Now, there is an essay that I read by Eugene England not too long ago, and that essay is called Why the Church is as True as the Gospel. And in that essay, he says, the church is as important or even more so as the gospel for our salvation because of its role as the school of love. It serves us this way by forcing us to interact with and giving us opportunities to learn to love those we might otherwise never choose to associate with. Now, isn't that so true about church? There are people at church that we would never choose to be friends with if we had a choice, but we're put in the same ward with them. And we are put into calling sometimes with people that we need to learn to interact with, and learn to get along with because of that. And I would say the same goes for our families. 
So we don't always get to choose our family members, but what a wise heavenly father we have to give us the opportunity and to have relationships that we might not choose if we had a choice. And I would say it's through those most difficult relationships, you know, the ones that you want to avoid, that you learn and grow the most. And if we know anything about growth, we know that it's painful and difficult, and we so often want to avoid it. But when you don't avoid it, you get to learn so much about yourself and so much about the other people in your life, especially your family. So the main thing that I help clients with is their relationships with their family members. And scientists have found that the greatest indicator of overall life experience and satisfaction is directly tied to the quality of our relationships, especially our closest family relationships and our romantic relationship. And this is the very reason why I focus on relationships as a coach, because I want to help people have better lives through having better relationships. So I recently spent a week in Huntington Beach, and I attended a training called Advanced Relationship Training. It was an intense five days of learning and study and creating tools to help my clients. And some of those tools I'm giving you on this podcast and some of what I'm sharing with you today comes from that training. So today I'm going to talk about family relationships, mostly regarding parenting, but it can be applied to to any relationship really that you want to improve. And that includes a marriage or a romantic relationship. So about 80% of the parents that I talk to with LGBTQ children, they are struggling in their marriage or their close family relationships. It's not always with their child that they're struggling. Lots of times the the spouse is not on the same page as to what to do with the child and, and to address the issues there. Sometimes they're dealing with parents that are being very difficult and not accepting of the change the changes that have come into their family. And sometimes it's with close friendships. And it's so hard to know what to do sometimes when those relationships get difficult. And what do you do when it's in your own family? Because this can be very difficult to navigate. And you don't even have to have a child that's LGBTQ to have difficult relationships in your family. It can be any issue. And the concepts and the things that I'm going to teach you today can be used in any situation, not just for parents that have LGBTQ children. Because our relationships, all of them can be difficult to navigate. And humans are just tricky and complex. And as parents, the older our kids get, sometimes the trickier those relationships become. Because your kids get to go and make their own choices and you don't have control over that anymore. There are many things that you have to give up control about. And they begin living their own lives and making their own choices. And if you want to be a part of those lives, you have to tread pretty lightly. But even when you do that, it doesn't always diminish the disappointment that you have for the unmet expectations. And sometimes that disappointment comes from grief. And it comes out in other ways besides grief. And if you are wondering more about that, I want you to go listen to episode nine on the more ways that grief comes out in our lives, because it doesn't always look like sadness. 
Sometimes it comes out in different ways. We often look at our family relationships and measure our own worth through them. Like, what do they look like? How is this person acting? What are the results that I have? How does our family appear to other people? And we do this especially with our children. Like, if your child serves a mission, that's something that's celebrated. If your child is addicted to drugs, that's not celebrated. That's kept on the down low because we think it says something negative about us if other people knew. And there's a lot of shame involved there. And frustration comes with how you thought something was going to be rather than acceptance for how things are in reality. But reality is that we have no control over another's actions, even when they're in our own family. And just like I talked about in episode 10, which which was difficult relationships, part one, we have unwritten rule books for the other people in our lives. And for our families, we have the biggest rule books of all. Those manuals that I talked about in episode 10 really, most definitely, apply to our family members, but there are even more factors at play in those close relationships. So if you haven't listened to episode 10 yet, I want you to go back and listen to that one first, and then this one will make more sense. So we get very enmeshed and tangled up in our family relationships, and so much so that we don't really even know sometimes where the other person ends and we begin. So it's very necessary to begin unraveling that relationship in order for it to become a healthy one. Because so often we have this big bundle of thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, and we tend to blame the other person for the negative emotion that we are feeling. And when we blame another person, we become a victim in the relationship instead of acknowledging that we're an active participant in it. So we should have picture a big ball of yarn. You've got two colors. It's all knotted up. It's just a big, giant, mangled mess, knots and and colors. And you can't do anything with this big, giant ball of yarn with two different strands, two different colors, all in this big, knotted mess. In order to do anything with that, you have to unravel that big knot first. You have to separate out those two different colors of yarn to be able to do anything with them. And that's part of what I'm talking about today is how to separate that out. Because when you separate them and you each have, you have each of those colors in a different pile, then if you want to, you can come back together and create something really beautiful and functional in your lives. And that's one of the main things that I do is help people untangle their relationships so they can create this in their lives. I help them know what belongs to them and what belongs to the other person. And once they find out what belongs to them, they start to know and accept and strengthen themselves and know what part they play in the relationship. I help them find out what belongs to them and to the other person in their relationship. And in order for a relationship to progress and connection to continue to increase, it needs to be untangled. So if you're wanting to take this work to the next level, get on a 45-minute call with me and see how you can do this. I'd be so privileged to talk to you about how I can help you do this in your own relationship. So how do you begin to unravel that? 
I want you to think about this as your ability to stand on your own two feet, especially when things get hard and uncomfortable. So the first thing is, it's really important to know who you are and what your values are so you can put in genuine and consistent effort in knowing yourself and doing the same for other people. Oftentimes, we don't get to know other people because we're so wrapped up in the things that we see that are wrong. And so many people don't even know who they are. We don't even know what we want. So many people don't even know who they are. They don't know what they want and why they want it. They have no idea of their own strengths and how they can use those strengths in their own life, or maybe how they overuse them in their life. They don't know why they get upset at a person. They just know that they're mad, but they can't quite put their finger on it. And they don't understand their own value system and how that plays into the emotional responses they have with others. So once you know who you are, and what your strengths are, what your values are, and why you do what you do, you can really begin to see yourself for the first time in your life. And you can start to do this with another person too. Like how much effort do you put into listening hard to what that other person is telling you? And listening not just in their words, but in their tone, in their meta connection that they're giving you with like, you know, are they rolling their eyes? Are they turning towards you as they're speaking? Or are their arms folded? Are they leaning into what you're saying? Are they guarding themselves? Look at their body language too. That's listening hard. Listen to what they're not saying as well as what they are saying. The second thing is, besides just knowing who you are and really trying to get to know the other person too, It's important to accept where you are in your life right now and where the other person is in their life. Because so often we have expectations of ourselves and we have expectations of other people. And those expectations directly compete with the ability that you have to accept yourself and others because they set us up for disappointment. Because there's the expectation and then there's the reality. And the distance between the expectation and their reality is where our disappointment lies. And disappointment does not allow us to see where we are and where the other person is because it expects one or each of you to be different. So can you drop the expectation and move into acceptance? You might be thinking, well, if I don't have any expectations, they're going to think that I'm just okay with them doing whatever. I'm going to tell you that they're going to do whatever they want to anyway. So what's the difference? The only difference is the negative emotion that you get to feel because you expected something different and you didn't get it. But when you accept reality about how the other person wants to show up and reality about where you are in your own life, you can actually begin to move forward in a relationship. Because when you keep expecting something different than what you're getting, you're not accepting reality and you get stuck and you're spinning and both feeling negatively about each other. So once you come to know yourself and the other person and you've accepted yourself as you are and the other person as they are, and you've accepted reality, you can begin to strengthen that relationship with yourself and with them. 
And a big part of this is having your own back when you and the other person disagree. So be willing to feel your own emotions. Believe in yourself that you can do hard things and trust yourself. So often we just back down as soon as we're challenged or we get, we get angry and we start fighting when we get challenged. It's human nature. But when you show up authentically as who you are and you have the integrity to stand on your own two feet, it might mean that you need to set some boundaries. And boundaries never require the other person to do anything differently. A boundary says, when you do this or when this happens, this is what I'm going to do. It's just telling the other person what you will do, not what they need to do. And sometimes it might mean you're having a hard conversation. And we avoid hard conversations because so often we have trouble regulating our own emotions. Not only do we have trouble regulating our emotions, but we tend to mirror the emotions of others. And that's just human nature. So if they get sad, I'm going to get sad. If they get angry and defensive, I'm going to get angry and defensive. That is a natural human response. But when you realize that that's what's going on and that is your natural human response, you can catch it before it becomes a reality. And when you know who you are and you know who the other person is and you accept reality, you accept each other and yourself you become more willing to show up and have that hard conversation so that the relationship can go forward and be more authentic for both of you. And so then at that point, you can strengthen a relationship as you make room for both of you in it, being respectful of where the other person is and who they are. Our family relationships are so important. Like I said at the beginning, we don't get to pick our family but we do get to pick what we do with the relationships that we have with our family. And when you work on knowing and accepting and strengthening and these concepts that I gave you today, you can get unstuck in those relationships and you can start moving them forward into a more authentic relationship that you can grow in. And remember, your detours and disappointments are the straight and narrow way back to him. Now, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please subscribe and follow. And I would love for you to leave a review because you know what happens when you leave a review? It helps this podcast move up in the rankings so that other people can find it easier. So lend a hand to someone else and leave a review. And thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks for listening to Parenting Through the Detour podcast. I'm your host, Tina Gosney. If you want to learn more about my work, please visit me at tinagosney.com. That's T-I-N-A-G-O-S-N-E-Y.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. I'll see you next week.